Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first-time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay, from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with me is our first-time filmmaker, Christian Taylor. Hey, Josh Lindsay. Hello. And as always, is our trusty, dusty research extraordinaire, just all-around great guy, Jason Rudd. <laughs> hey, hey, you're there. back to your full title. Yeah, well, part of it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to call you Jay this episode. Yeah, call you Jay... <laughs> Uh, JR. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, we have, uh, man, we have made a, covered a lot of ground. Yes. Uh, you have actually done it. We just get to talk about it. So it's kind of nice <laughs> sitting in the cheap seats and watching this happen. But so we, we've uh, recently covered the assembly edit. Uh, you've killed some babies. Yes, right? that happened. So we're, the film is around two hours. You've got it composed. And it's sounding great. Yes. And now we got to do some finishing touches to make it look snazzy. Well, it's not just look snazzy. It is uh, look snazzy, sound even better, okay, and be able to understand it. And what do you mean, be able to understand it? So if you'll remember, ours is a dual language film. Ah, right. So it's been very tricky because um, not only do I am I I mean basically I have two you know equally important audiences the French audience and the American audience so in telling the story I need to make it you know um palpable or like you know enticing to these two different audiences who want two different things in a lot of ways um and so i've had to figure out that balance of putting enough in there that the americans are interested and enough in there that the french are interested and enough that other nations and countries might find it interesting too um but then that that means that we have to figure out how people can understand it because we have to make sure that they can understand the language. So we have not had any time to do much of anything. So we've basically had 10 weeks from when I had nothing to when I have something. And the easiest way we figured we could do that was subtitle both languages. So the film is entirely subtitled. When the voiceover narration is going, which it's me, I narrate the film, it is um, subtitled in French. And when um, there are other Americans or English speakers, those are subtitled in French. And then when the French people are speaking, it's subtitled in English. So will you have two versions? I mean, like we're eventually. My hope is that we will have a French version and an English version. But the first one is going to have. The French and English subtitles. Mm -hmm. And then like in those different versions, not only do I want to have the subtitles there, but I would like to have it overdubbed. Oh. You know, and you know how when you've watched an overdubbed movie, you'll hear them start speaking French, and then the French will kind of drop into the background, and you'll hear, Mm -hmm. um, you know, someone speak in their language. Okay, that's better than... Like watching a foreign film, like, a, like yeah. a, I was watching this Chinese film, and they they dub over it to make, try and make it match the lips. Right. It's terrible. <laughs> but what you suggested sounds good. Yeah, I really like I like it done that way because you get the hint of their language right. and the hint of what it sounds like, and you're not trying to voice match or right. lip sync. Um, you're just trying to um, you know communicate. Well, that's so, good. So that's my hope. But again, that's more money and more time, and who knows if that will happen. Okay. So. And then speaking of. On the sound side of things, yeah. and you have to do what do you call that? Well, sound effects sound and mixing. Effects. All right. So yeah, so there's in the end stages of the film, it kind of goes like this: as uh, you know, as you look at the big picture. So you've got you've you've got the script, 
then you've got the assembly edit, then you've got the rough edit, and then there are other elements that have to come in to make the film full-bodied and finished. And so you have to have the score, but also sound effects play a huge role. And uh, what I find so fascinating in our film is by chance and kind of by design, between the acts, we don't say, you know, you're not going to know when you watch it, oh, this is the end of Act 1 mm-hmm. or this is the end of Act 2. Um, but by uh, the way that it worked out, each act begins in black with a sound effect okay. that brings you into the scene. Uh, the first two happened on accident. The third one was purposeful because we're like, hey, we got a thing going here. <laughs> right, this, right, right. Let's do it this way. Um, and you... I didn't even realize how critical sound effects are until you've watched this film many times without them, and then they they show up, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Right? Like <laughs> this is incredible. Um, so the sound effects really bring you. It's almost like I feel like I'm now watching a film in 3D, even though that's technically not what it is. But like <laughs> I've watched it without score. I've watched it without sound effects. And those have slowly now been added in. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a completely different film. Well, so we took our kids to see Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. at Ravinia. Yeah. And the Chicago Symphony Orchestra <gasps> played the soundtrack oh, how live. Oh, cool. But what, and so it's very cool. So you're outside, you're watching the film, the symphony, symphony orchestra is over there, which is kind of funny on a side note. Where we sat, we couldn't see the orchestra. So my so kids had no idea. <laughs> and so I'm telling them, like, they played it live. And my kids are like, wow, they're really good, you know, to do it. <laughs> but what they had to do was, is they had to turn down the sound effects hmm. uh, part of the soundtrack, whatever. So they turned the, the, vo- the volume up for the voices. They got rid of the soundtrack, and they turned the sound effects down. And I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark more than any other movie ever that I've watched, and it, it was almost bad. Like, yeah. you, I, I learned how important sound effects are. We're like, boy, this feels like a cheap film. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, the, when someone's walking or opening something, yeah. and it's like this weak, not very effective sound, you're like, it, you're, you're right. It goes from, like, a 3D film to just flat. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really interesting and like I remember uh this happening to me as I'm watching. So we've got the assembly edit done and then we lay in the VO. And so but VO is the voiceover. But um I'm narrating a part over visuals, and it's a guy going into a, a pasture. So he's opening a gate and and I was like, I really want to hear that. Like, I knew what the gate sounded like. That was the first time where I was like, this is really missing something. And it, it just was so dead. Like, it just wasn't very full of life. And I was, I asked Bill, I'm like, hey, can I have some of that, like, ambient noise? I know that that gate is really kind of cool. And uh, he's like, sure, no problem. So Bill just turned it on, and I was like, yes. Because then I felt like I was there. I was following him into the pasture. You know, I could hear him open the gate, and it was really kind of cool. Well, that's just a small example of what it's like on a grand scale, and it just makes you present in the moment. And... What I have learned about working with these other departments is that Jace, I think in visual and story, you know, Jeff sees the world through music. Mm-hmm. Jason Hoban, who, are, who is our sound effects guy, hears it. 
you know, and as he looks and sees things, he hears the what the sounds they make. And so it's just really cool how you come together as a body and give birth to something, hmm. you know, and just everybody, every part is important. And um, so the other thing that Jason is doing in the post sound, so you have two sound things. You have location sound, and that is Jason was with us in Normandy. And so he came there and he's responsible for miking up all the people that we interviewed. And he is then responsible for kind of balancing that all out while we're there. And then he got a lot of like B-roll sound. I don't know what it's called, but like he would go and record the real Jeeps and he would record the rain and he would record. So it's like legitimate sound library that he's making of this place. I think they call that wild sound. Think? Yeah, is you know that, what they call it? They call it Foley. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that stuff is Foley. Um, but usually you're making that in a Foley studio, right? right? Not right. <laughs> running around actually recording on location. Right. So, uh, so anyway, Jason did that. And so he was our location sound guy. And usually those guys are separate. Jason has never done location sound really on a big scale like this. So this was a learning experience for him. Um, his expertise is in post sound audio. He works at the Chicago recording company and um, I met him because we've taught a class together in voiceover. Um, and so he normally, it would take him weeks to do this film, like weeks for a two hour film, if not months. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't had the luxury of that time. So, you know, it's not just the sound effects that he's working on. He's making sure that all of the sound is balanced so the score doesn't overpower the voiceover, so that there are as many sound effects as he can get in in this time, so that we can hear ambient sound underneath the voiceover. Is this what you call sound mixing? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he's not going to have time to do everything that he would want to do. This is why it's just a rough cut. It's basically, and and neither was Jeff, neither did the composer. Neither one of them had the time they needed. Um, We only completely finished the film, the edit of the film, a week ago. So they have been working as we've gotten an act. We'll send them the act and they'll kind of rough it out. But they've really both only had the film, the full film, for a week. Wow. And when do they have to be done by? Today. Oh. <laughs> actually, actually, they have till tomorrow. They have till tomorrow. So eight, not <laughs> seven days. They have eight days? Is yeah. That basically? Eight days. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy when you think about that. So, and but at then, least they're getting paid, though, right? You know? I did have to pay Jason a little. <laughs> okay. Poor Jeff. Uh, but it's just kind of like nominal, so he did, can take a day off from work or something like that. They're, but they're all doing this around their regular jobs. No, I understand. I understand. It's crazy. Uh, the other thing that we've had to add, the two other things, are um, motion graphics and subtitles. So And credits, which is kind of motion graphics. So And color. I was going to ask about the color, because uh, when I think of making a film and you get to that point, I, I feel like I'd be so exhausted by that point, I would just say, look, someone knows this better than I do, just make <laughs> it look pretty, right? You know, like. Well, you know, most people have no idea. If you say, I'm going to color a film, most people have no idea what that means. I, I, you know, it's, what do you think it means? Well, it, it seems like you, you want it to match, like you don't want it to like, you, there should be a... Uh, I can't think of like a, a continuity to it from beginning to end, you know, where when you, f- cause you filmed all over, right. And at different mm-hmm. times with different people at different 
times of the day, right? And so, so what that, other problems would be there? Oh man, <laughs> I mean, if you're using different cameras, they'll have different contrast, they'll have different color science. I mean, you're just going to wind up with different color balance uh, all throughout. So actually the process you're talking about, Josh, is color correcting. Mm. You make everything look the same. Okay. And then color grading is what Christians really... Well, and I'm kind of talking, talking about, about both. both. Yeah, they, yeah. But they both have to happen. Yeah. So explain color grading. So color grading is when you take the uh, raw image data and you decide what you want it to actually look like at the end. So you go through, you adjust the contrast, you adjust the the brights, the darks, um, the kind of like a filter on Instagram. Yeah, but yes. really, really, really in depth. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and it's interesting because again, just like you have sound and music that can make you feel things or put you in a moment, color is just as powerful. Sure. And and it conveys mood and whatever. And so yes, you're right. There is color correction. We filmed on iPhones. We filmed on 4K cameras. We filmed on a DSLR like. I don't know, Sony 5D or something like that. So we, and then we filmed on two 4K cameras. So not everything is the same to begin with. Then we have archival photos, some which are overexposed, some which are underexposed. Then we have archival video, some which is, you know, terrible and some that's a little better. <laughs> it's like all over the map. Right. And so you don't, it's kind of jarring if you go from one thing to another. Um, if it's not sort of all the same. So there has to be some of all of that. Plus, we had to deal with the, we have reenactments in this film, and we had to decide, you know, how are we going to treat those? Are we going to treat those like their archival film? Or are we going to treat them like, um, just, are we going to leave them like everything else? And so that was, uh, was and is and will be a challenging question. Um, so basically, we were editing off proxies, so then that makes the file small and you can edit more easily and save okay. and upload. But the, they then have to be like linked to all the raw footage. Then the raw footage and all the different elements have to be colored and correct, corrected and graded. And you know, then I can't wait to see that. And then we've got the motion graphics, which are the lower thirds, which come in, lower thirds sort of slide in and tell you who a person is or what they do. Um, and then you have the, uh, you have maps that we've had to put in there and we've had to put in, um, you know, the credits at the end and we've had to put in the subtitles and those have to be lined up correctly. So all of that comes together in the latter stages, and really everybody's only had about a week to do this. Because <laughs> most of them can't be started till the movie's blocked, until wow. you have picture lock. So wow. it's crazy. All right. Well, this is probably a good place to start I'm, or stop. I'm, You're I'm tired exhausted just listening. listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is that we took a trip to the South for spring break, and I'm putting a little movie together, and, I, and, I, you know, and I'm putting a little graphics and stuff, and, and I can only do it in like – Five to ten increments because it does exhaust me. Like, yeah. And listening to what you're saying, I'm like, I don't know how you do it, but well, and I've had to make a million decisions, and I lay in bed at night, and I, I mean, literally, I'm up early in the morning, I'm up till midnight, but while I'm sleeping, like, I feel my sure. brain solving all those things, and it, it, I am so ready for a break. Like, this has now been hardcore two years. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for you to have a break. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, thanks, everyone, for joining and joining us and listening in. 
Um, Listen, if you have questions about any of these things, um, please follow us on our Facebook page, The Girl Who Wore Freedom, or Instagram, uh, Normandy Stories, or um, Twitter, The Girl Who Wore Freedom, and tweet us or Facebook message us. uh, Send us your questions. We'll ask them on air. Also, um, if you want to see an advanced copy of the film, donate $25 or more at normandystories.com slash donate. Awesome. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Documentary First, where we believe everyone has a story to tell, and you can be the one to tell it. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everybody.